comments and views expressed on The Kevin Smith Show are those of the people that make them and do not necessarily reflect the views of Kevin Smith, The Kevin Smith Show, or its affiliates or sponsors. Hi, folks, and welcome to the Kevin Smith Show, whoever you are, wherever you happen to be, all around this gorgeous place we call Earth. Thank you for being here at the Kevin Smith Show. I'm here because you have a right to know and because you matter. Because you matter, we publish a newsletter, and uh, it's absolutely free. We send it out via email. Absolutely free. We've been publishing that newsletter since the show began back in the year 2000. And uh, we'd like for you to be getting it. And all you have to do is scoot over to my website, kevinsmithshow.com. That's kevinsmithshow.com. And right in the middle of your screen in big letters, you'll see the word K-Files. Click that. Subscribe, and then uh, you're going to automatically get an email that has a link in it that you have <clears throat> you have to click that link in order to activate your subscription. If you don't click that link, then you're not subscribed. Okay, it's a two-step process, uh, but it's absolutely free, uh, you know, and no strings attached. You can unsubscribe anytime you want to, but most people stay with us forever. And uh, there's a good reason for that. It's because it's good. And uh, this newsletter uh, will have articles, uh, you know, about things within our genre. Uh, it'll have uh, links to articles. It, it will have uh, links to videos, uh, always a free download, uh, just loads and loads of good stuff in there. And uh, it's free. Tonight... Uh, <coughs> Pardon me, as it happens, uh, you know, we are going to be talking with someone that you're familiar with, uh, especially if you've been listening to this show for any length of time. Robbie Thomas is with us tonight. And, um, you know, there, there's a big event that took place over Russia uh, today and uh, pretty scary stuff. And Robbie has a connection to that, really. And uh, so we're going to be talking about that and uh, some other connections to other big stuff that has happened. So um, you want to be sure and stay tuned for the whole show and tell all your friends and your family. And if you've got enemies that absolutely hate stuff about, you know, the weird and, and the strange and the unexplained, they, they're enemies of yours and they hate it, call them and recommend the show to them. It'll be uh, revenge on your part. And we like listeners no matter how we get them. Uh, but uh, one other thing here, and that's, uh, and that's uh, really very important, is to tell you that tonight is a free-to-watch night. Yes, two in a row. Last night was free-to-watch. Tonight is free-to-watch. And so if you're listening and not watching, uh, where's the genius in that? 
go over to kevinsmithshow.com, click where it says watch. Would you believe I have gotten email from people on a free-to-watch night who say, I went to your site and I couldn't figure out how to watch the show. Well, there's this great big button there that says watch. Click that. That's your first clue. All right? And then you can watch, and you'll see what uh, everybody else gets to see. We're going to take a break, and we'll be back right after this. Welcome back to the Kevin Smith Show, and this is Kevin Smith, your host. I hope you've had a wonderful day today. It's been a big news day all across the world because of uh, a couple of things. Uh, Passing the earth very, very near the earth was a uh, an asteroid, and it's a big one. Um, It's an asteroid about the size of a 12-story building. And it passed the earth. Also today, over Russia, there was a meteorite that exploded. And uh, actually, uh, I think a lot of people are under the impression that it was like one big explosion. There was one big explosion. And then there were a bunch of other smaller explosions after that. And um, as as uh, pieces of this thing then exploded, and then a uh, a small piece of this thing um, hit the ground and created a crater, which I'm going to show tonight. And uh, so it's it's been rather eventful. Uh, about 1,100 people were injured. Uh, as far as I know, no deaths were reported. Uh, lots of pain, lots of panic. Uh, some of the people who were injured were injured fairly severely. But as far as I know, and I checked right before showtime, uh, no one has died from this event. This uh, event is tied in a pretty weird way to our guest tonight, and our guest tonight is Robbie Thomas. Uh, Robbie, welcome back to the show. Mm, thank you for having me, Kevin. Robbie, uh, May the 10th, 2012, the print version of one of your books came out. I believe it's called Time Shift the Paradigm. That's correct. And uh, you sent me a copy of it. I read it. It's a fantastic book. It's It's a novel. And, um, and you know, if some people don't like novels, some people do. Uh, but what happens is uh, within this novel, uh, you, you've got some paranormal things happening. And, of course, that's the connection that uh, you would expect with Robbie Thomas. Uh, now, folks, normally when we have Robbie on the show... We're talking about his work as a, uh, a psychic profiler, uh, you know, uh, his assistance in uh, very difficult cases, uh, law enforcement cases, 
where perhaps uh, you know there's been no solution. Uh, they they're out of leads. They don't know what to do. And uh, there have been a number of rather spectacular cases that Robbie has helped to solve. And uh, normally that's what we talk about. But uh, tonight we're going to talk about this book, and we're going to do so because, and we've talked about it before, but we're going to do it because of the events in Russia today. Now, Robbie, uh, if you don't mind, I'm going to just give a rundown to our audience of the events in Russia. Believe it or not, I have run into folks today who had not heard. They had no idea. And uh, it makes you wonder if what happened in Russia was the gods bowling for idiots. But um, anyway, um, what happened was you had this big meteor that came in over Russia and exploded. And, you know, Russia is a big place. This happened 932 miles east of Moscow in a place called Chelyabinsk. And uh, Chelyabinsk is, uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's not a little farming town. It has a population of over a million people. Um, it is an administrative city, an administrative, we, we would say, here in the United States, we would call that the county seat. You know, each country has their own terminology for that. But it's the, administra- the government administrative center for that um, county or province. I believe they call it Oblast. Uh, so it's an important place. It's also one of the most polluted places on the planet. The radiation levels in Chelyabinsk are higher than the radiation levels at Chernobyl. And you got over a million people living there. Over Chelyabinsk, this meteor came in, and uh, I heard it described different sizes. But uh, one that I heard several times was that it was about the size of half a football field. I don't think it was that big. Another uh, description I heard was it was 49 feet wide. And that's uh, quite a bit smaller than half a football field. Still a big rock. And um, it came in at about 33,000 miles per hour when it hit the atmosphere. That is moving. And something moving that fast, hitting our atmosphere, and you think, well, you know, air is just thin. Well, not when you hit it at 33,000 miles per hour. It, it acts like concrete. And uh, so this, uh, this big chunk coming from space broke into pieces and flew in over Russia and at a rather low altitude, exploded with, uh, they said, the explosive power of an atomic bomb. The uh, shockwave from that did damage to buildings as far as, uh, I think it was 200 miles away, um, did damage to buildings. Uh, 1,100 people were injured. And they were injured by flying glass. Uh, 
blowing out of the windows. And, uh, you know, uh, one of the things was there before they even heard the explosion, they saw the flash of light. They walked over to their windows to look out and see what happened. Then the sound of the explosion and the shock wave hit, and it blew the glass in, and so they got speared with glass. And uh, so that's what most of the injuries were. And there was a lot of panic. Um, at one point, uh, the Russian military uh, even thought that perhaps that this had been a South Korean nuclear missile test gone awry uh, right at first. They thought that. And they con- at least considered that possibility. Um, but this is... Uh, one of those things that happens, it happens rather regularly around the earth. I mean, we don't think it's so regular because we don't live so long. But the earth is, you know, the earth's about four and a half, five billion years old. And so it, in that span of time, this has happened rather regularly. And, uh, the, but there is a connection. And, um, that's what we want to get to. Robbie, the book, Time Shift the Paradigm, give us just a thumbnail sketch of the plot, and then we'll talk about, we have to have that so we can understand when you talk about premonitions. It was based on a whirlwind, chaotic moment in our time where the world itself is falling apart with parallel convergence of universes uh, fire as we've seen in Russia mentioned and uh, different parts of the world and there was five sig- significant events that did come true since the book has been released or published um, one being in Russia which we're talking about now and um, there's a team of scientists involved there there is a special message involved in, in this book. And there's the middle of America, um, the heartland of America. And so when you put it all together, you have this epic story that started out to be a movie script back in 2011. Um, and then just, just days prior to that, one of the major events happened that was already transcribed into the, the script and was mentioned in a public forum and collaborated with one of the film producers that also injected a little bit into the book of his cooperation. And um, Okay, so what was that one? That one was the 9.0 earthquake off the coast of Japan and the tsunami. Um, so you, you had already written about this before it happened? Yes, as you, as you read. Mm-hmm. And... Um, it was being a movie script. It was being turned into a movie script. When I talked to Don Hutchison, the film producer, I mentioned to him on the 10th of March, which we all know March 11th, 2011, was the actual earthquake. Um, I said 2011 or 2012? No, it was 2011. The book came out in 2012. Okay. Now, um, going back to March 2nd in a public forum in, on Facebook. I, I put in 
in triangle quotes panic as the heading and I explain about Peru I explain about certain characters the chaotic happenings catastrophe and then and then later on throughout the week I did a little bit more on the 10th I made a couple but, of but these the, these were not like um, you having a premonition and you're issuing warnings to the world these were part of a movie script and you were putting them in as kind of like teasers right yeah they were they were things that were coming in when when you've worked with me on murder case and you see how I work mm-hmm. and the the way that it's collective to me it's i am i want to use a layman term of zone out and that's how I was writing the script so I was doing my zoning out if you will and writing the script and and everything just kept flowing and it was it was going from a a university and a and a um, fall day to chaotic happenings over in Peru and and all this you know uh, earthquakes and and cracking of thunder and, and around the world and what have you um, and then I just decided to put in you know what would be more uh, appealing to the more horrific part of a, of, of a scary stu- scary movie or story itself would be something that was, you know, in a country we know of, something really out there. And I I talked to Don and I said, how about a 9.0 off the coast of Japan and a big tsunami? And he said, that'd be great. Put it in. I said, it's already in. And then the very next day, um, March 11th, uh, the phone didn't stop ringing. We all seen it was 8.9 first started out be 8.9 on the Richter scale mm-hmm. I'm sitting in the living room with my wife and we're sitting and then they changed it to 9.0 well if you could feel your your gut just falling to the floor and your heart falling out that's what it felt like um, you don't want to be right on these things and, and you wonder where did it come from and and that's that's where it started right? that was the very first one that started what was the second thing that was in that book that has now happened the second that happened that's in the book was um, Peru, where I'm writing about the finding of a, s- a special temple in Peru. It was sealed. And what made this just stick out like a sore thumb was I had an individual email me a link to a archaeological news agency, which states on March 22, 2012, that the one professor and I'm talking they were speaking Spanish and, and, and when you read the headlines it's a French Peruvian Spanish team discovers a chamber in Ma, Ma, I can't even pronounce it Machu Picchu Ma, Peru. yeah Machu Picchu yeah sorry mm-hmm. and on May 22nd of 2012 which would be 10 days after or 12 days after the, the release of the book itself they've submitted a request to go into the temple and and see this and break the seal and some of the wording that's in this article is almost word for word that's in the book and so that took me back and 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 of course this is after the book had been published and released yes yeah absolutely um what was the third thing um the third thing would be uh the universes In July of 2012, there was a breaking news on CNN, and there was actually two. I'm going to hit the one, go right into the second one about the Mayan calendar. Uh, In July, 
scientists have seemed to have found a parallel universe with a planet that mirrored, and that's the words they used, Earth. A little, a little bit larger, but mirrored the exact resemblance of Earth. In the book, my terminology throughout the book is it mirrors our planet. So the universe that is merging with ours or is seen in that, oh, like a mirrored image, I would say, it would be mirrored our Earth. So it just mimicked what they were talking about in the CNN. Okay, and then uh, the fourth one? Um, the fourth one before the the Russian, um, the fire in the sky. On May 10th, the first edition of Time Shift came out May 8th on Kindle. On May 9th, I submitted it for hard copy, and it got released in the morning on May 10th. May 10th, late afternoon, again on CNN, they came with news of scientists finding a complete Mayan calendar that demonstrated the fact that we're going from the one cycle to the next and there is no end to the world. On the cover of my book, it's right there, shows the Mayan calendar and the earth burning through it. And I, we talk about the missing piece in the book and the message that's there and what's given to us so that we can move forward. Um, it's just in in the way of looking at it, how creepy it is to put all this into a book and then it finally it comes true um, you know and looking at and just looking at that the book was released prior to that being being found as well on CNN alright uh, we are coming up on a break we have less than a minute here until the break and I don't want to um, get deeper into this uh, event in Russia and then have to go to break. So uh, we, what we'll do is uh, we will um, we'll wait to we'll wait till we come back from break. But I'm going to play a video right now. Enjoy folks. Welcome back to the Kevin Smith Show. And my guest this evening is Robbie Thomas. We're going to get into uh, the information about what happened in Russia and the connection to the book. Uh, the amazing thing is this book was published last year, and things that are in it keep happening. 
although it's fiction, uh, things that are in this book keep happening, and one happened today. Uh, but before we get into that, I want to go back to something I said earlier, because I want to make sure you fully understand what what I mean and, and the impact of what I'm saying. You know, I made the statement earlier uh, that I ran into people today who hadn't even heard that this happened. And I said, I guess then, you know, that, that maybe that means that this was the gods bowling for idiots. And I don't want you to think that I'm saying if you didn't hear about it, you're an idiot. I'm talking about the whole human race, myself included. We are so blissfully unaware of what's going on in our world. And some of us know some things, some of us know some other things, but we we do, all of us, kind of get through the day sort of in la-la land, uh, you know, and not not too aware of what's going on in the world around us. And, uh, you know, I think uh, this thing in Russia is like a wake-up call in that, uh, you know, we, we need to pay attention to what's going on around us. Uh, if you were in that region of Russia and you were in La La Land when this thing blew up, you could be in some real trouble. Uh, fortunately, it was high enough up that, uh, you know, there was no uh, extreme damage. Uh, there, some buildings were damaged. Parts of some buildings collapsed. A lot of glass blew out of the windows, which would be expected. But if this had been a bit lower uh, when it exploded, uh, you know, there could have been, you know, a whole bunch of dead folks. And uh, so, uh, you know, but if you were in la-la land when this thing blew up and not aware of your surroundings, uh, then it's panic time and uh, that's when people get hurt. So that's what I'm referring to. I'm referring to all of us, every single one of us. We are just, I don't care who you are, we like to think that we're awake, alive, alert, aware, but really not very. Even the best of us, people who are the best at doing that, and I'm not one of the best, but uh, there are people who are, you know, we think kind of the best at, at being alert and aware of what's going on. But even they are subject to la-la land. And uh, we just don't live in uh, a la-la universe anymore. And I don't think we ever did. All right, so uh, this meteorite came in and exploded. And when it did, it exploded into a bunch of pieces. A small piece of that meteor hit the earth and caused this crater that people are seeing on the show right now. And if you're not watching, you should be. You could be. It's free to watch tonight. Uh, that's a very small piece of that meteor that caused that, and that's a pretty big crater. And you can judge the size of the crater by the size of, uh, right at the beginning of the video, you can see a person walking along the edge, and they're very, very small in relationship to that crater. So that's pretty deep. And a whole lot of fire and molten stuff down in that crater. 
and uh, this is a crater just outside of Chelyabinsk, 932 miles east of Moscow. All right, uh, my guest is Robbie Thomas, and uh, Robbie, I don't know, have you seen that uh, the video of, of that crater with all that fire in it? No, actually, this is the first I'm seeing it. Uh, and that's a small piece of this meteor. So, you know, when they, they start talking about, you know, it wouldn't take a really big meteor or asteroid to do a whole lot of damage, we can see here exactly what they're talking about. Um, you know, the, the, the chunk that hit and caused this crater is a fraction of the thing that blew up. And uh, so it wouldn't take, you know, a really uh, gigantic space rock, you know, pretty good size, but wouldn't be ha- wouldn't have to be, you know, like the size of Mount Everest to really create a lot of damage on the ground. Um, so, Robbie, tell us what's in your book that deals with uh, fire from the sky in, in Russia? Well, we'll start out with the name, um, Chelyabinsk. And when I was writing the script, I had to come up with a name. And, you know, I'm trying to put down on paper a, a good a good name that would sound Russian. And so I come up with Deminsk. Which but, is, but it's fictional, a fictional it's fictional. Name. Uh-huh. Yeah, absolutely. It was fictional um, as we're going along into the story. Um, so I put down <clears throat> Dominsk. And if you look at Chelyabinsk, the last four letters in, 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 in both cities, um, they're identical. And I just find that uncanny. And, you know, in being in Russia and fire in the sky. And the line that I read in the book here just a moment ago was, you know, reduced to rubble. And as we've seen... The, the buildings, some buildings were were reduced to, to rubble, and there was a lot of uh, flying debris and, and doors broken and glass broken and what have you. Um, it's just one more tale to the book that's uh, come true, and hopefully this is the last for them. Um, it's amazing, and just looking at you know this is the number five of, of the book, and you know Kevin, there's a lot worse in the book yeah you know you need to start ripping pages out of that book man it's getting rough yeah yeah burn it like you told me to (laughs) so let me ask you uh, the $64,000 question Robbie Thomas Um, you wrote this book everybody knows that you're you are a psychic you wrote this book as fiction, and uh, you, you use fictional names and fictional uh, places. Uh, for instance, uh, Dominsk is a fictional name of a fictional town outside of Moscow. Um, and yet, the event that you describe in the book is a real event that has happened now. Uh, so, uh, what's the deal? I mean, is this kind of like uh, Nostradamus here? I mean, uh, uh, 
uh, are these actual premonitions that you had and that you wove into fiction, or did you just not even actually realize that they were premonitions? You know, I got so caught up into writing this movie script, and, and at the time I was writing two books, and the movie the, it started out as a movie script, so one book and a movie script. And then when I stopped the movie script because of the 9.0 earthquake and off the coast of Japan and the tsunami, I took, I think, about two weeks off. And then I decided, well, I'm going to put this into a novel and create a fictional story, change the direction of Japan over to, I won't mention because I want to worry people who are listening. And you have to understand it's a fictional story. But, um, you know, it's like if I open my mouth or if I write things down, things happen. And one, one. Show. So, so are, are, are you causing these things to happen? Yeah, I'm. I'm stirring the pot. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> no, it's um, it's you know, literally, if you look at it in the way that it was forming and it was coming in my mindset when I was writing it, it was like watching a movie and seeing it played out before me. So I thought this was great. I'll write this in. It just fits into the storyline, the plot, everything. And one minute I'm at the North Pole and taking readings with the scientists there. And the next minute I'm shot off to Peru. And I'm thinking, this, this sounds really great. And I put in the temple and um, see how it was sealed. And they want to go through it. And the wording, it's uncanny, but it is the same type of wording that's in that news article that got released January of this year. So do you think what was happening to you was, uh, you said it was like a movie you were seeing in your head and you were just writing it down. Do you think that that was actually psychic premonition happening? Yeah, you know, when we've talked, we've talked a lot of, over the years, you and I, and different things that I've seen and we've discussed and they've come true. Um, one a great good example, just a little bit off topic, here was the two sons in China. Do you remember that? Yeah. And when we discussed that, and I said, you know, I seen that, I drew that on paper, and about a year before, and we discussed that, and then all of a sudden, a year later, two people see two sons in China. Um, yeah, it's just amazing how it happens, and I write a lot. You know how I am. If, if I see something, I'll write it down. But this book. And pertaining to the book and the storyline and the plot, you know, I might have just overlooked everything and just kept writing. And everything that was put into it is a step-by-step message. And a lot of people have sent me emails uh, since the book has been out and the other events or synchronicities, if you will, have fall, fallen in line and, and came true. And they're they're saying to me, you know, this is like like you say, a premonition, and and it's been foretold in the book. The book is a living history. Um, well, if it is, I just want it to stop now because you know we're at number five now, and like we discussed, there's a lot more horrific things to happen, and we don't want that to go there. Well. How should people who read your book take it? Good question. Um, looking at hindsight and where it was developed from, take it as a fictional novel with a little bit of uh, twist on reality 
and giving the perspective of what has happened and what we've discussed tonight, the five major synchronicities of, you know, just finding the Mayan calendar intact just days after I released the book. And the book itself, right on the front cover, shows the world burning through the Mayan calendar, meaning we're going to move on and live on. Um, the missing piece and, and, and what have you. Um, there's a strong message in the book. There, there truly is. And man has to wake up. Regardless of how yeah. one individual thinks one way or another, there is a strong message that's detailed in the book. Um, I think people should take a look at this book and read it from the perspective, again, as a fictional story that has a little bit of uh, a reality tied to it. Well, I would say after five big things like that have happened that were in the book before they happened, uh, it's a bit more than a little bit of a reality twist in there. I mean, uh, maybe it was intended entirely to be fiction, but there seems to be woven into it some um, factual information about future events. Yeah, if you look at it that way as a stepping stone or a map, if you will, it it, it does lay it out pretty pretty clearly. Um, we're all over the world, and it's a step by step procedure, and it takes you from just the normal living room of of a of a professor and in a university to being put on the front lines of world chaos and the president's involved and Russia's involved and, mm-hmm. and different nationalities around the world and um, how we're supposed to come together. Robbie, we have a break taking over. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll step away for this break and we will be back right after this. Welcome back to the Kevin Smith Show and my guest this evening, Robbie Thomas. We're talking about the rather spectacular events that took place today over Russia and um, the uh, explosion of a huge piece of space rock meteor exploded. A piece of it hit the ground, and the piece that hit the ground, my goodness, it was, uh, you know, it was just a fraction of of the big piece, uh, but uh, it hit the ground and created a big crater, and uh, lots of fire and lots of molten stuff in there. It looks like um, big, big event, and uh, as I say, rather spectacular event. Earlier, I played uh, a video. I showed a video of the explosion and I'm going to do that again for those who missed it so uh, I, I want you to experience what they experienced okay
I played it. Sorry about that. I played that twice because I wanted you to hear. I wanted you to make sure you heard. You had the big explosion, and then you had after explosions, smaller ones. Um, people were injured. Uh, last count, just before showtime, was about 1,100 people injured. Um, some damage to buildings, and uh, but this it knocked glass out of windows for a very wide radius around Chelyabinsk. The reason we're talking about it, we would be talking about it anyway, because uh, that is something that we need to talk about. But uh, the reason that uh, we're talking about it and have Robbie Thomas on with us is because he wrote about this in fiction in a book that was published last year. There have now been five things that are in that fictional book that have happened and uh, then this one happened how did it strike you uh, when you turned on the news Robbie and you were seeing and hearing reports of this explosion over Russia uh, how did that affect you how did that strike you well I got up this morning and I seen that on the news um, right away Um, anxiety interest had to get to my office um i got to research this see what's going on you know a bunch of things were going through my mind and because i knew right away once i seen it it, it took me right back to the book and uh, it's like a gut feeling it, it just hits you really hard and so for me to be driven to that moment uh, i just knew so I'm in the office. I'm researching. I'm seeing all this news. Um, I'm playing it on two screens. I'm, you know, I'm just beside myself, and I'm thinking, "Oh, here we go again." And then I started seeing the videos. I started seeing the news brought in. Um, I opened the book up, and I'm reading it. And then when they said the name of the city, I go, "Oh my gosh, it's like that's so close." So I went and I took a look at the name of the city I, I mentioned, and sure enough, I mean, um, it's amazing. Just you know the comparison itself and uh then i started going well this is number five now and it's only been less than a year and it's number five okay now let me ask you to do a little bit of prognostication here do you think that the others that are in that book and they do get pretty rocky uh do you think they are going to happen as well, or do you think this is all some sort of grand coincidence? Um, you know, I hate to put any words out there, as you know, or say anything whatsoever, because we have a lot of people who are tuning in, listening tonight, I know, um, who who have this book and who are, who are reading it. And, uh, it's hard, Kevin. I mean, I know there's stuff that's going to happen. Um, you know, and when you look at the, the very end of the book itself, you know, a child and the innocence of a child and it takes that child to, to, to get humanity to come to their knees. Um, I think humanity came to their knees when all those children in, um, Sandy Hook were, uh, murdered. Um, 
you know, it's amazing. The, the message and, you know, you can go on and on and on and look at this and it's just, it's phenomenal. Well, you would be a good politician because you, you, you answered without answering. <laughs> I'm just scared. I don't want to say anything out there, you know. And, you know, people, when they read this stuff, and you can see, and it's just plain as day. It has come true. It's in here. Uh, the wording, even. It's amazing. Um, do I think that more of it's going to come true? Sure, I do. Um, to a, to an nth degree, uh, yes. Um, the worst of the worst, we can avoid that. That's up to us. There you go. Now you would get my vote. Now you gave now you gave us a straight answer. <laughs> have have you thought of running for politics? So, you know you've got quite an art at that, you know. You can... <laughs> yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know it's it's the mail. I know I'm going to get a lot of email and people are going to want to know now um what's next and Well, they need to buy the book then and they read the book. They need to buy the book. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not expensive. Uh but um Okay, it's called Time Shift, The Paradigm, and uh, it's available at, at Kindle. It's also available where? Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Chapters, Indigo, throughout Canada. Um, any bookstore whatsoever can uh, grab the book for anybody. You walk into your book, local bookstore, and it's all, uh, if they don't have it in your bookstore, they can look it up, and it's, uh, it's right there on their files. When I first met you, you had uh, I don't know four or five books out. You didn't have you. Now you've got like a library of books out there, right? Yeah, number seven's coming. Yeah, um, and it is called what? Parasylum number two. Mm-hmm. The Unleashed. The Unleashed. Oh man, that sounds like a movie right there. You know. Um, just jumping back, I'm looking at your screen. You see time shift up there. Um, one of the directors who did it with Stephen King called me last week, and we were discussing time shift. Uh, he's very interested, and uh, he did a lot of things like RoboCop and MacGyver and mm-hmm. a lot of different programs. Very interested in how four of the episodes have come true and did all the research on it and what have you. But now here we are. We have number five. Um, I wonder how much, you know, how disenchanted he'd be now by knowing this. But anyways, um, yeah, Parasylum itself, there's another one. It was written for a movie script. It's based on my own paranormal investigations throughout the years of going through asylums, haunted hotels, um, prisons, and you name it. And so we're on book number two now. Um and it comes out March 25th. And it's going to be available in all the same places, Kindle, Amazon, Borders, all, all those places, Indigo. Yes, all over, yes. Well, you know, based on the track record of this book, I would say that any movie director that has an interest, uh, you know, what they need to do is they need to bring a check with, you know, a whole bunch of numbers on it. And buy the movie rights before it's published and be ready to release this movie within a week after it's published because it's going to be outdated by the end of the year. 
and it'll be outdated because everything in the book will have come come true. Yeah, that's pretty much the wording that he was using. He says we had to move fast on this before something else happens. Well, that was last week, and here we are today talking yeah. about what happened. Well, need to move faster. Got to move faster. And, um, you know, it's, uh, but I've read the book and I I liked it. I know uh, some folks don't like fiction. And so you would read it and you wouldn't like it. Well, okay, you still need to read it because this stuff is happening. And, and and then you can say, well, I, yeah, okay, there's some interesting stuff in there, but I don't like fiction. Okay, that's cool. Read the book. Um, I like fiction, and you know, I like a book that when I read it, I can see the movie in my head, and you can with this one. All right, we're going to step away for a break. We'll be back and open the telephone lines right after this. Welcome back to the Kevin Smith Show and my guest this evening, Robbie Thomas. The telephone lines are open and we'd like to invite you to join the conversation. And uh, you do that by giving us a telephone call. Telephone number is 623-444-5889. And if you're outside of the USA and outside of Canada... Uh, you can call that number, or uh, you can um, send us a flash message. We have to be outside of USA and outside of Canada to use the flash message option. Let me say this. We had a number of uh, flash messages that came in yesterday, but they arrived here after the show. Now, I don't have any control over that. Um, if they get hung up out there on the Internet on their way to me somehow, then uh, telephone is telephone is on, as you see. Uh, I don't know how they get hung up out there, but they do sometimes. So if you wait till close to the end of the show to send me a flash message and it gets hung up out there, I won't get it until too late or even after the show. So uh, if you're using the flash messages... Um, you need to go ahead and send us your, your comment, your question before we get too close to the end of the show. All right, to the telephone caller, you're live on the Kevin Smith Show. Your first name and from where are you calling? Kevin, this is Brent from Wyoming. Hi, Brent. Um, Robbie, I know this show isn't about this, and so I'm going to give you a little break from it. Whatever happened to that uh, television program you and Kevin filmed the pilot for? We uh, received... Oh, hello, Brent, by the way. Um, good question. We have been uh, what they call in a mode where you are in development. TV programs usually take anywhere between, oh, you know, set go to a couple of years before they come to fruition and everything gets put on. 
Um, a lot of channels are involved in this. A lot of people, which I mean by channels. Um, and we got a letter today, as a matter of fact, from the producers from Toronto, which uh, was very inviting. So um, it's still there, and it's up to, you know, like Kevin says, put the dollar signs to it. Um, you know, it's got to be the right thing. It's got Everything has to jive. So we're still there. Um, it's not like it's been pushed away. And I know there's a lot of families who are tuning in, Brent, listening, who write me all the time saying, you know, um, are you still helping? And of course I still help. And, and I post their letters. You know, when, crime, uh, when a crime happens or I've helped somebody and it's been solved, I take their letter. And there's been a couple recently in the last couple of months I've posted on my website from helping a lady get her daughter out of the sex trade and another one where we cut the criminal from breaking into a house. So um, we're just moving along, and hopefully, Brent, uh, cross your fingers. We'll be out there and um, doing some good. All right, one more real quick question. Is there any possibility you can help me find my mother's hearing aids? And probably uh, in her pocket. In her pocket? I'll ask her. Thanks. All right, thanks for the call. Goodbye. All right, uh, 6234445889 you heard the news of this thing happening in Russia and that there would be with someone like you uh, a natural response might be to try and read okay so what what's happening there trying to to sense what's going on what's happening apart from what's on the news did you do any of that no it's um you know, it's just again uh, the, the way it happened, and it came forward, and putting uh, into the storyline itself. I'm gonna just jump back here for a second. Mm-hmm. Putting in the storyline itself um, was what was going on in my mindset, I guess you would call it. You know, um, just flowing of information, and mm-hmm. it seemed right at the time. It went in, and it fit. It just fit like a puzzle, and went in proper. Um, as for the newscasts and, and stuff, and you know, in the book, and, and I'm glad you brought that up because, because I did put newscasters in the book, as you read, and they're broadcasting the news of what's going on around the world, and and it just again it fit as we're talking about it here, and how they they broadcast uh, from Russia, um, yeah, it's amazing because it's like a flashback, and and, and they, they show you on the news, and they show you what's going on. Um, it's like a living history. That's I, I don't know other term to come to. So you didn't attempt to do remote viewing of it. No, not I, at I all. mean this today, not not when you wrote it, but today. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not at all. Um, it was played out, uh, you know, and then I'm, and then I'm ta- okay. Like I'm in, I'm in the North Pole, and then I'm put into Peru. And I'm thinking, where am I going next? And the storyline's flowing, and then all of a sudden, I'm in a Russia. And as we're talking today, and the news has been brought been brought out, 
and then we're going to go to swing to L.A. And then a lot of things happen in L.A. and and California. Um, you know, it, it, it's amazing. So um, without giving a lot away from the book, I'm trying to stem away from doing that. But, you know, looking at what we're doing, if you would call that out-of-body experience while you're you're subliminally trying to piece together a roadmap, um, very well could have been. But I was aloof to to it happening. Um, I'm being honest, but it's in the book. I mean, it's there. So it really... The, the the effect it had on you today was more of of just sort of uh, surprise and uh, oh my god here's That's, another one and yes. and and but but it didn't it didn't uh, motivate you to do to to sit down and try to remote view what's going on there no I was a little bit taken back by what happened and um, I was doing my research into the news. Um, and I even reflected back to the book, looking aside, you know, what's next, what's the follow, um, and answering email after email, talking to people because who who, who do have the book. Um, it's been a it's been a long day. It's been um, an eventful day, as people around the world know. And you know, uh, bless those people in Russia. All you know, eleven hundred people now, and who knows by tomorrow will be more. I want to, at, at this point, uh, the telephone lines are open, folks, 623-444-5889, uh, or you can send us a flash message um, if you're outside the USA and outside of Canada. But I want to take this uh, opportunity as people are looking at their screens, um, watching the show tonight, and they're seeing this burning crater. Um, you've also seen and heard the video of the actual explosion uh, explosions that took place I want to take the opportunity to point out something that I talk about all the time and that is that you need at all times to be prepared in the event of something happening that is sudden and unexpected and you didn't have time to get out of the area it happens and there you are and uh, it's some some type of uh, disastrous thing well you need to be prepared to live through that you need food you need water um, I'm I'm not a I'm not a panic prepper there are there are preppers and there are panic preppers. Panic preppers are preparing, you know, to wait out the apocalypse, and uh, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm, I mean, you know, you just need to have some food, you need to have some water, some basic medical supplies, and uh, you know, be able to uh, uh, survive until things sort of get back on track. You know, um, one of the things, Robbie, that I have not heard about today, and uh, perhaps you have, and that is uh, what has happened with the electrical service in the area. 
because with an explosion in the air like that, you do uh, have the possibility and pretty pretty much a likelihood of an electromagnetic pulse. If that was strong enough, if that happened and it's strong enough, then they may be without electricity now. Um, have you heard? Do you know? No, I haven't heard a thing, but you're absolutely right. Um, that would happen. Uh, and the magnitude of what did take place, them saying it was a small atomic explosion, um, you know, given the weight of everything, looking at this video you're showing me, and that's only a fragment yeah. of what hit the ground. Um, yeah, it's quite possible that even communications are out in, in that area. Uh, it, yeah, that, that's possible. Uh, but I would think, you know, they, they would have, the news reports would have been talking about that. But I, I haven't heard anything about electricity or communications being damaged. But it just would seem likely that it, it would happen. Well, um, you were talking about Russia here, so you we know, have to understand, you know, anything leaked or... And they're, and they're only showing you this part. Uh, there's probably a lot more to it. We heard five explosions. Well, yeah, uh, in the video that I showed of the explosion, you can hear those. If you listen, you hear the big one, and then you hear sounds like fireworks going off after the big explosion, as there are other subsequent explosions. Um uh, yeah, it, I, I understand it's Russia, but I'll tell you something. In some ways, their press is a great deal more free and open than ours. And, uh, I mean, it's a, that's a sad state of affairs, but that's a fact. And um, so, you know, I, I think we're probably getting a, you know, a pretty accurate picture of what's going on there. Yeah, you know, looking at, and I'm looking at that individual walk around the crater there, that's quite the size crater. Yeah. Um, and then, I don't know if you've seen on the news, the one, there was a zinc building where they, it was demolished. Yeah. Um, and then there was other buildings that were hit, um, walls that were caved in and, and what have you. There's there's probably more damage that we don't know about yet. We'll find out as time goes on. Um it's amazing. Uh, no loss of life as of yet that we where we know of or that we will know of. Um, but just looking at the fact that, you know, people were affected in this manner. Um, and I'm looking at that book and I'm looking at it with a scowl on my face because, you know, um, you, you don't want to write things that come true. You don't want to write things that hurt people. Uh, you, you, you know, you just try to create to be the artist and, and what have you. And like I said, I must have been aloof to what was going on, but it was so prevalent in what I was writing that it flowed and it just made total sense to me because it was looking like a movie. And this is not the first time stuff like this has played out to me where I've made notation and put it down, but not in this manner. This was a total... I was already knowing I was going to write a movie. I was already knowing I was going to put it into a book after what was happening. But, you know, here we are. And, like, you know, I, I haven't lost for words. This is number five out of a book, and it's less than a year already. The, um, 
the folks in Russia, you know, uh, I found some some real interesting things that happened. Um, there was a politician over there who, you know, you never waste a good crisis, right? Never let a, a good crisis go to waste. A uh, politician who uh, said to the press that this was not a meteor, that this was the U.S. testing secret weapons over Russia. And, uh, you know, I know we do tests of secret weapons. I know that uh, we engage in things, and every country does, that I don't personally approve of. I don't. I, I, I do not approve personally of everything that our country does, and uh, some of the things that our country does, I very, very, very strongly disapprove of. Although I'm not political, and I don't go on the radio and talk about it. Uh, I do have my personal views. But when I heard this, Robbie, I thought, what a sad state of affairs. I mean, here you've got something that every space agency on the planet has identified as a meteor, um, even tracked how fast it was going when it hit the atmosphere. Uh, was able, They were able to determine its approximate size, uh, it was a meteor. But here's a guy who just wants to stir up crap using a crisis where you have 1,100 people that have been injured and uh, a lot of property that has been destroyed, well, damaged, severely damaged, some of it. Um, and he just wants to stir up crap on the world stage. Uh, you know, where do, what rock do these people crawl out from under? Well, you know, it's amazing you, you brought that up. I'm frantically going through the book here trying to find out, uh, the words you just mentioned about stirring up trouble and one saying the United States would be the ones who would instigate something and the Russians would think that. I wrote that in the book. Mm-hmm. Um, they're in the White House and they're talking and, the press secretary says to the president along the lines of the Russians are going to think that we've made a move and we shot something over onto them and and so the president speaks up but that's all in the book and what we're talking about now um, <laughs> just amazing how you just said that um, yeah you know there's going to be people out there who will want to do that stir the pot um, you know make noise or whatever they got to do to get their five minutes of fame whatever um it's just it's just part of life and we have those people out there um sources in the government and what have you um you know and and in writing this book again and i'm keep reflecting back to the book because the wording you just used is actually in the book um we talk about how you know they're blaming each other and what was going on and uh it's amazing yeah it's amazing how humanity and the way the humanistic ways of people and the way they think you know the perception of life and and how we perceive things yet looking for the truth behind the matter people rather just you know jump to conclusions first well you know there is no event that does not have a cause. Every event 
in the universe has a cause. But there is not an evil human or a demon or a space alien behind every cause. No. And, uh, you know, I mean, sometimes there's a bumper sticker that everybody has seen, and it has a word on it that I can't use on the air, but it says blank happens. Well, sometimes it just does, you know. It just happens. And uh, there's no evil person or no evil spirit or no evil aliens behind it. It just happens. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it's it's really a sad commentary on us as a species when we see something like what that guy did, uh, trying to stir up international trouble using a natural disaster as the cause. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, let's go to the telephones. Caller, you're live on the Kevin Smith Show. Your first name and from where are you calling? Hi, this is Jerry. I'm calling from somewhere out in the desert. Well, hello, Jerry, out in the desert. <laughs> How you doing, Kevin? Doing well. Hello, Robbie. It's uh, nice to meet you on the phone. Hi, Jerry. How are you? It must be warm where you are. Well, it's, it's not too bad. It's uh, it's kind of chilly right now. It's 57 degrees and dark. Oh, I'd take that any day. I, um, I, I've, I've been watching the show since... You know, it started this evening, and I'm just blown away by all of this. Good heavens. You know, we're, we're, Kathy's already involved, uh, going over to download the book from Kenneth for Kindle. So, we're, we're gonna have that, uh, before the night's over and start reading. Absolutely extraordinary. So, I'm, I'm wondering, um, how many of these predictions do you have in the book? I, there are five we know of. I, I might have missed it. You might have mentioned it. I don't recall. Okay. Um, when you're reading the book, it, it's like an epic movie that entails the whole world. Um, there was a chamber. I'll, I'll go through them really quickly with you. In Peru, I write about Spanish-speaking scientists that were English-speaking but they're they're English, and the and they speak Spanish, and you're over in Peru looking for uh, signs of ending this um, unknown thing phenomena around the world, and they happen to find this chamber, and it was sealed. I got a link sent to me, and the news article came out January 23rd of this year. The book was released on the 10th of May in 2012. In May May 22nd of 2012, they asked for permission to go into the sealed temple that they found in Peru. So it was already, the book's been released. The wording in this article is almost the same as what's in the book. Yeah, but I, I, I think what he's asking he asked how many predictions are there in total in the book, but uh, Jerry, they're not predictions in the book. Well, I know it was. I, I misspoke. It, it yeah. was it better stated the number of different events. Yeah, they 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 are presented as events that happen, but then now they're happening. Apparently, yeah. And I didn't mean predictions. I, I misspoke that. Mm-hmm. Now, there's so far, Jerry. There's five that um, have come true since May 2010 until now. 
Um, the one that I, I liked, it doesn't involve anybody getting hurt, was they found the complete Mayan temple on May 10. It was on CNN Breaking News that they discovered the complete Mayan calendar, and we went from that on um, the calendar itself moving forward. There was no end. Um, some people say, well, the, you released the book on the 10th, and they came out on the 10th. Uh, you know, it's too close to tell, but if you go back into Amazon, the Kindle version was released on the 8th of May. So there was two days before they found the, the, the complete calendar. Um, I, I like that one. That, that was fascinating. And if you look at the front of the book, it's the Mayan calendar, but the earth is burning through the calendar, so we're moving forward. There's no end when everybody thought there was going to be the end, the end to the world. Um, and then, looking at uh, again what happened in Russia today and we were talking about this uh, phenomenal and then the name of the, of the city I mean I put down Domensk and it was Chila, Chila what was the name of the I'm sorry Chilabinsk Chilabinsk so if you look at the last four letters I mean I just made that name up and I put it in the book guys we have to take a break so if you will both of you hang on we'll be back right after this break folks Welcome back to the Kevin Smith Show and my guest this evening, Robbie Thomas. Uh, and on the line with us is Jerry from Arizona. Um, so, uh, Robbie, how many more events do you think uh, are in this book that are possibilities to come to pass in reality? You know, just... Um looking at the variety of different places that we're, we're looking at traveling around the world in the book and the, the events that do take place there's quite a few um, they're inevitable they will happen um, to the again to the nth degree um, you know I can't say how much or, or, or you know what how much damage or death or, or will come from these but um, just looking at them, I mean, I did not see a lot of death when I seen Japan, in the 9.0. Um, I mean, the number was 9.0, and it was clear, clearly stated, and a tsunami. And I called it the Black Abyss, because what I seen was the black water. And as you've seen on Plato on TV, it was black. Mm -hmm. uh, the water was black. It was a wall of black. And that's what I was seeing. So I wrote that all in the book, uh, the Black Abyss. Um, you know, and then the, the the producer himself, he he corroborated everything by writing a little passage in here um, about what took place, and uh, you know, just his last words were remarkable, and just uh, it it just happens. Mm -hmm. um, like I said, I, it played out. I must have been aloof. 
I'm not normally like that because Kevin, you've worked with me. You know how I am. It's just I was so enthralled into doing this, you know, put myself into doing this movie script and this book, and and all of a sudden, you know, it happened. And so here we are, um, five of them down. And like I said, I personally do not want to see anything more happen. Um, leave it as it is, and then leave it as a good fictional story for people to enjoy. Jerry, do you have uh, any other comments or questions? Gosh, I can't think of any offhand. I, I'm just completely mesmerized by all of this. That's quite a video. I hadn't seen that video that you were showing. Um, I think it's a big crater. Yeah, it but, is. It is. And uh, that was a small chunk of that rock that caused that very big crater there. All right. Well, that... Um, Thank you very much for taking my call. Nice to meet you, Robbie. Uh, good success with uh, this book and the others that you have out there. Thank you, Jerry. Thank you for your question. All right, Jerry. Thanks for the call. 623-444-5889. 623-444-5889. And, uh, caller, you are live on the Kevin Smith Show. Your first name and from where are you calling? Hi, Kevin. It's Lasha from Canada. Hello, Lasha. Hi. I'm very interested in what Robbie's uh, talking about, being writing in the zone. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, it, because it, the same thing has been happening to me over the last year to year and a half as a writer. It's like things that you write seem to just take on an energy of themselves, and it's like something's being communicated through you. Yeah, they come alive. It's like the term I used... Um living history uh, yeah yeah it's amazing and, and you know I sit back and I reflect to an individual who wrote a book many years uh, before the Titanic sunk and he wrote about yeah. the Titanic and he named it and it was almost the name of the Titanic and then he died and many many years later well we had the Titanic and it sunk um it came to life it came to fruition you know what he was seeing um it's just another form of artistry message behind the notebook you know, if you will i'm wondering if something's being communicated I'm well let, let me uh, information from another realm let me interject a flash message that we have from tristan in the uk because it goes along with what both of you are discussing at this point Tristan says, brilliant show. Robbie, do you think you were given by the source the ideas for your book? That's a great uh, question. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm not going to deny that one bit. You know, I may have wrote certain passages into the book in my form or formatting it the way I wanted to do it. Um, but looking back in hindsight of everything that was given to me, my fingers could only go so fast in what I was seeing yep. and putting down on paper or, or typing it out. Um, yeah, absolutely. It's complete message from uh, the source. Have you experienced a lot of synchronicities as well? Oh, definitely. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, looking looking at this book and just not this book, but the other books that I've written and they're, and they're playing out as well and it's just amazing so I just keep going um, you, you know you get that little thrill that little happy 
dance, I guess, if you will. And you're thinking, okay, now I know I'm on the right track. I know I'm doing this right because the synchronicities are following me, and and they're and they're falling in line properly. Um, that's a, that's the word I used in the beginning when these start, when these things started happening. But now they're events, and they're worldly events, and they're falling in line. So, um, what's next? There's only you know, it gets worse from here. So I'm just hoping that, like when I told Kevin, these synchronicities or these events, they uh, halt, and we're left with a good fictional story. Okay, now let me ask both of you this question. Both of you have heard the discussion on this show and other shows uh, where, and, and just, you know, people sitting around having a cup of coffee and talking about this, uh, where they talk about, all these science fiction movies that come out and you know how much reality is there in those you know it seems like there's a whole bunch of you know factual stuff in those science fiction movies um and uh i can think of not just the movies but tv shows too and i can think of many conversations i've heard people have about the x-files and wanting to know, well, did these guys have access? Did the writers have access to government files that the rest of us don't? I think so. Or, think so. or is it just exactly like what's happened to you two? <laughs> we, you know, it's, it's very interesting what's happened because I've been writing for years, many, many years, all sorts of different kinds of writing. I've been a journalist, a poet, a scriptwriter, the whole deal. And I've never experienced this kind of the zone as I've experienced in the last, say, year and a half. And it's just these, it's, you write this stuff, and then you look back on it, and it's so, it's like, where does it come from? It's so profound, you know, and it, it explains stuff. And it's like we're being shown, I mean, as writers, we're communicators, so maybe that's what we're supposed to do. You know, we're yeah, being shown a, a little a bit of a point. window. Yeah, well, that, that's a very good, strong point. Um, you know, I was speaking with my wife the other day, and I said, "This is what we're, you know, what I'm supposed to do." So I'm going to refer to the term as what we're supposed to do. It's what we're supposed to do because we're yeah. being channeled, and I called it the catalyst, if you will. Um, like Kevin's had the opportunity, and we've worked together and on murder cases, and to nail things, and and have names of people, and you know, everything right down to a T. It's the channel and the catalyst, and they chose you for the moment. They chose you because you're the one that is able to convey that message where people it. will listen. Yeah. I'm glad you're not saying channel, because I don't believe in channeling. I think it, it's... I, it, I worry about that, because who are you channeling? <laughs> you know, It could be anybody or anything pretending to be one thing or another. I think where this is coming from is our own higher self, we're aware of it on some level, and we're we're communicating it through ourselves. Yeah, it's you know that great word I use again as catalyst. Um, yeah, that's where they're going to go to somebody who is able to get that message across because there are people who will listen to to this individual or that individual. Um, you know, I get often asked by people, how do I get started to work with the police? And, and then they say, you don't want to go there. 
because it's it's headaches yeah. and you know they're not going to listen and they'll file your paperwork under G and it's gonna it's gonna happen. Um, well, then they say, how do you? And and, and it's a long story. Uh, Twenty some years. It's a long story. Um, again, the catalyst. I guess that's what they're using certain people around the world to convey messages to get it out. Um, yeah. That that's the best way I can say it. You know, I'm not trying to sugarcoat it. Um, we're just telling the truth. You know. And, and I think it's it, exactly okay. true because it's the same experience that I've been having. And I think one thing you've got to do is look at the the themes that are going on. You know, what what area is always being triggered for you? Like for you, it might be crime or movie scripts, or that might be the vehicle that your voice is supposed to come through, do you know? Right. I think those can give you clues about where you fit with it. Right, exactly. It's, um, mm-hmm. it, and then I'm trying to stay away from that word channel. Um, Good. Yeah, it knows the avenue, and, you know, the avenue taken or, or given, let's say, because, you know, people used to say, I'm going ghost hunting. And I don't like that. You know, I don't like that whatsoever. What you're doing is you're actually going to encounter spirit. And when you look at it, is you're not provoking them. They've already submitted their thoughts into you, so they've provoked you. They're using you as a catalyst. You've been contacted before you even know you were going spirit hunting. Yeah, absolutely. And you're drawn to it. Are you psychic too? Yeah, I'm a psychic profiler. Oh, really? Okay, I didn't get that. Kevin can attest to that. Okay. Yeah, no, that's what I do. Um, Kevin and I have a TV series we shot the pilot for, and we'll be working with different law enforcement, and I do the psychic profiling. Kevin, of course, is um, my my partner and does all the scientific-type uh, police work, if you will. Well, I really congratulate you because that's grueling work. It is. Especially you have to plug into the victim. You have to plug into the, into the criminal. Just, I mean... They've asked me to do it a couple of times, and I just, it's really overwhelming. Well, if you get a chance, go to RobbieThomas.net, and you can take I a look at all the will. cases. There are some cases there. i gotta, I got to check that out. Well, it's good to know there's a fellow spirit out there. <laughs> hmm. Well, thank you so much from Canada, even. Yes, Vancouver. Oh, nice and rainy or cold out there. <laughs> Lasha, thank you so much for the call. As always, very interesting. You're welcome. All right. 623-444-5889. 623-444-5889. And uh, it, we'd invite you to join the conversation. You know, what happened in Russia is a big, big deal. For me, it's an even bigger deal because it was written about and published last year as fiction. And now here it's happened. All right, caller, you're live on the Kevin Smith Show. Your first name and from where are you calling? Hi, Kevin. This is Joni in St. Louis. Hi, Joni. Hi. Um, just like Jerry, I was just mesmerized uh, listening to this. And um, I've, I've ordered through the computer from Amazon the book. Um, I have one specific question. I know... Hi, Robbie. I don't want to um, overdo the same questioning, but um, since we're having so many nuclear problems, I think in the state of Washington, uh, there's a leak 
a radio, radioactive leak from and so do you touch on uh, in your stories uh, anything about radioactivity for the United States I touch upon Washington um, in on, the book on the state of Washington or uh, do you are you talking about Washington DC no I'm talking Washington DC okay both yeah, of you, uh, hang on. We got a break taking over, and we'll get back to both of you right after the break. All right, all right, folks. We will be back right after this. Welcome back to the Kevin Smith Show. We are now on final approach. We only have a few minutes left in tonight's show. And uh, we have Joni on the telephone with us. We have Robbie Thomas as our guest. And um, uh, Joni, uh, did you have another question or a comment? No, he's, I, that was a specific question. I'm really anxious to read the whole um, novel, <laughs> yeah. quote, unquote. So I, I appreciate it, and I'll just get off the phone. Thank you so much for the call. Thank you, Thank Joni. You. Robbie, when you were writing this, I mean, now you know these things are coming to pass. But when you were writing this, were you aware of that, that they would come to pass? You know, that's one conversation my wife and I had when I was writing this. And I um, I opted out and asked her to, you know, give me a place to write. And, and she would kid around and say, you know, Jamaica. And I said, well, there's nothing that's going to happen in Jamaica. I, you know, we have to really, you know, focus in on this book. And I said, I'm seeing these things. I'm writing them down. So I just kept going with the flow of everything. Knowing that it was going to play out, um, no, I, I think even my words, when I, I sat back, Kevin, after the whole book was done, and I needed to end the book. Mm-hmm. I did not know how to end the book. And I think I let it go for a day or two. So then I, I revisited it. And when I did that, it's only one page that ends the book. Yeah, it, and, it's fast. Yeah, it's fast. and But it's very direct and it's very strong and poignant. It's going to make people shake their heads, wake up, you know, wake up world. Um and it's it's for everyone it's not just one person or one sect or one religion it's for everyone um yeah you know warnings take heed there's five of them come true so far okay now that you know that five of them have come true and you think more will do you consider this book personally as a curse or a blessing I as you see I, I can't even come in the words so I, I either way I I never looked at it in either light of what you've mentioned I've looked at it as just a roadmap um, we have an option here and I just you know I'm not the only one I mean there's more people out there in this world who have been 
you know, again, catalyst who have tried to get the message across. People are, you know, ignorance is bliss and people don't want to hear. They only want to hear what they want to hear, you know, perception and perceived values in people's lives. They want to stick to what is, I guess, their norm. But looking at this and seeing what happened today, we can't brush this off. And again, the very last page is going to tell the whole truth and the story behind it all. Um, people are going to read this novel. They're going to go, oh "My gosh!" And they're going to—it's a whirlwind. It takes you chaotically through the entire globe quickly, all through what's going on. It's nonstop action, and 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 then you get to the last page, and you go, "That—that's so right." It hits home with everyone. Everyone who has read the book so far, who has written me have agreed and I have people online right now who are messaging me and I'm watching their postings on all their their pages I'm clicking watch them they're going people should listen to this and people should listen to the what's in the book he's right about this and he's right about that you know they've read the book so uh, uh, as a result of the book are you uh, can we now say that you are a prophet no I'm just Rob and um, <laughs> throwing that at me like that um you know, it's. I'm the most down to earth guy there is, and I don't step on toes. I try not to. I don't step above people or put myself above anybody. This is just something that it happened. Things have been coming true, and you know, it's just real. And I'm, you know, it's just realistic. I'm just trying to help by getting that message out there. That's all. Well, you're right. You are very down to earth. I know that to be a fact. I mean, uh, you know, I've worked with you. We've had dinner in restaurants together. Um, you know, we've, we've spent hours talking and you are very down to earth. But, uh, Robbie, you're spooky, man. <laughs> um, I mean, you know, for the rest of us who are about as psychic as a rock, uh, you're really pretty spooky to be around because you see things other people don't see. And it's very much for real uh, as opposed to people that are pretending to be psychic. Let's take this final call. Caller, you're live on the Kevin Smith Show. Your first name and from where are you calling? Hello, I'm Milton from San Diego. Okay, you said Milton? Yeah, from San Diego. Uh, all right, Milton. Go ahead. You're on the air. I just want to say how what a um, breath of fresh air to hear Robbie say how, you know, he was aloof to all this while he was writing that it. it just sort of happened mm -hmm. by happenstance. And he just doesn't, I love the way he comes across. He, he does come across as down there. I'm um, looking forward to read your book. I'm going to order it also. Oh, well, thank you so much. And, um, you know, hello to out where you are, and I'm stuck up in the snowland. Milton, if you ever get a chance to meet Robbie in person, make sure that you take advantage of that opportunity. Um, and you will find when you meet him, he will be exactly like what you've heard on the show here tonight. He's he's just a, a down-to-earth nice guy. But I think you will also... Uh, come to the same conclusion I have, and I'm his friend, I'm not saying this as any kind of anything negative, but he's spooky. I mean, he's spooky because, uh, for people like me, because he has insight into things 
that turn it turns out to be exactly right. And you yeah, go, I, wow, I, where did that come from? I've seen this a lot in research I've done or just reading stuff. Science fiction writers, all the abstract writers, seem to leak out information from our, our own futures. It, 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 it happens all the time. I mean, there's lots of books, there's lots of authors, but it's the sci-fi people, it's the abstract thinking personalities that seem to always leak um, our futures into their writing. And that's what Robbie does. Well, I think you're going to like the book. All right. All right, man. Thanks for the call. Bye-bye. Thank you, Milton. All right, that's going to have to be our last call for the evening. And uh, because of the time constraints, we're almost out of time. Um, and uh, we, uh, well, we did just just now get a uh, flash message in. So let's do this fast. Uh, this is uh, from... Um, Alan in England, Robbie, do you think ETs will land in mass and put things to right? You know, that, you know that's a great question. And um, how do you say, you know, God or or, or whoever? I don't know, but you got thirty thirty, that, you know, 30 seconds. Called, yeah, you know, um, didn't stop by making us, and the universe goes on. I was three years old and I was laying on the ground and I was my mom was doing the laundry and I remember telling her saying when do you think the other angels are coming back and she looked at me she says the other angels and I said yeah she says you mean the ones that you know angels with wings I said no the other ones mom so when are they coming back oh boy you know it's amazing they are out there they're watching us and we're like children and we got to smarten up yeah yeah and and we're like children with a behavior problem uh, big time personality issues we really are i mean as a species we're in a mess and we we got to straighten up here all right we're out of time robbie i want to thank you for being with us if you will stay on the line with me for just a moment ladies and gentlemen that's uh, pretty much going to wrap it up for this evening i hope that uh, you have enjoyed tonight's show i'll tell you something this show is your connection with more information, deeper information, than what you're going to get in mainstream media, as you have seen here tonight. So if you're new to this show, uh, don't let this be your last time to be here. You need to be back every, every show. My friends call me Steeleye. My enemies do, too. You can call me whatever you'd like to call me. Just keep coming back again and again and again. Until next time, so long, everybody.